Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast is for Black women who are intentionally blooming and honoring our wholeness, healing, and humanity as we exist in a world that does not. Okay, so you're in the right places. Today, I want to talk about, and this is, I'm already just kind of like, oh, I hope I say the right things. (laughs) I want to talk about honoring our humanity. Okay, this is something that I have been thinking about, obviously, (laughs) for quite a bit, because that's the point of the podcast. Um... But I did some journaling, journaling, excuse me, around it recently. And I want to talk about what it means to honor our humanity, okay, as, as women, as black women. Now, before I get into today's podcast episode, I do want to do two things. The first thing I want to do is tell you what I did for self-care. The second thing that I want to do is, um, what's the second thing I want to do, y'all? Oh, Listen, the invitation to slow down and be still and just lean into this moment that you and I are having, lean into this dialogue that you and I are having. So let me just go ahead and take care of that part right now since I'm talking about it. I want you to use this time that we have together, though I cannot see you, you cannot see me, but I am just going off the strength that we are vibing here today. Okay, pretend we're in a big old circle of me, you and other like-minded black women, and we're just having this space for us. And I want you to be able to slow down. I want you to give yourself permission to be still. I want you to give yourself permission to put the focus on you and whatever make makes sense. Maybe you pop in your headphones and take a walk. Maybe you're listening to this while you're on your break at work or like whatever makes sense for you. I want you to lean into that moment. Okay. I want you to lean into that. Um, now let's talk about what I did for self-care in the last week. I want to say that what I did for self-care is gain some pounds, but I don't really know if that's self-care or not because <laughs> I'm overweight, okay? Uh, but your girl has been in the kitchen baking, okay? Your girl has been in the kitchen baking. I think I might have mentioned this before, but um, 
I'm really in this kitchen baking, y'all, and learning a new skill. And what I love about it is that I can't really be distracted <laughs> when it comes to baking. And I've made, I've been making like banana breads. I've been making blueberry breads. I've even made like sandwich bread, okay? I've made sandwich bread now three times in like the, the time span of like a week. You do the math. You know the bread be breading. And um, those are extra calories and things like that. So when I tell you, your girl is getting thick over here. Like, I want you to just envision, you know, and uh, what's that movie called? Madagascar. Oh my gosh. Coincidentally, Madagascar. I didn't even think about this. Jada Pinkett and what's his name? Chris Rock were in that movie together. I am just now remembering that. And it's crazy because you know about what's going on with like Chris Rock's comedy special and you know, the slap heard across the world and all that stuff. I was kind of reading up on that today. So it's ironic that they made a movie together, y'all. Several movies together. I don't know how many Madagascars there were. Maybe three? I seen all of them. <laughs> ain't, ain't no shame in my game. But um, remember when she, I think Tone Loke is the other hippopotamus and she's getting out the water and he's talking about he likes them thick, he likes them chunky. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, that's how I envision myself. I'm not calling myself a hippopotamus. But when I think about thick, I think about that scene of Jada Pinkett. What's her name? Gloria. Being thick in all her hippopotamus thickness, right? And actually, if we take it a step further, she was doing what needed to be done because hippopotamuses ain't out there talking about they too big, they too fat, they too purple, they too gray or too brown, whatever colors they are. They just out there doing what they do, <laughs> okay? So your girl's over here. She's getting a little thick, all right? So that's what I did for self-care this, this week, excuse me. One other thing that I did for self-care is I honestly spent like two days in the bed because I was completely physically, mentally, energetically drained, and I had to step back and take a break. So I didn't, I wasn't responding to emails. I wasn't all up on the phone. I was literally in the bed eating my bread <laughs> and baking and catching up on Netflix and just enjoying my time in bed because my body, my spirit, like everything was telling me, girl, you need to slow down. You need to pump the brakes. I don't know if you realize this or not, but. All the stuff that we're doing every day, even if you do these things habitually, like get up every day at a certain time and go to work, take the kids to school, come home and cook, wash the clothes, clean the kitchen, take care of your pets, um, have sex, uh, call your parents, lend, lend your sister some money. Like these things that we habitually do, even though we are in a rhythm of doing them to where to us, we're not really thinking about it. These things are draining. And when you have a situation where an experience happens that throws off that rhythm in a not so good way, I'm not talking about, for example, you take a vacation to Disneyland, but actually that can be draining too. How many times have you come back from vacation and you're just like, shit, I'm tired. Excuse my French. <laughs> I'm tired. Right. Um, but I'm talking about the other side of things when you have situations that kind of infringe upon 
your peace or like your joy or your humanity or whatever the case may be, even the smallest of things, right? Those things are draining, right? They're tiresome. They drain your spirit or they threaten to, to drain your spirit. And if you keep having those things bumping up against like your boundaries or bumping up against you, you know, don't be surprised if you start to feel sick. Don't feel surprised if you start wanting to, like your body wants to sleep more because it needs to, to pull back. It needs to um, restore itself. And so I noticed that I was starting to energetically, physically, mentally, like just, I, I knew that I was getting drained. And so I had to slow down because I didn't want my body to slow down. And, and signs for me where I know that I'm doing too much, like my allergies will start kicking in. My ear has started hurting a little bit. Um, I, what else? I, I was having a headache and body aches for a couple of days. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I knew that it was going to continue getting worse. So I was like, nope, pull it on back. And so I stayed in the bed for about a couple of days. And you might think that the things that you're dealing with are small and no big deal, but I promise you, it, it, the, the work that you're doing, it's a lot. The things that are bumping up against your boundaries, it's a lot, okay? I'm not saying that you can't handle it, but I want you to acknowledge and respect and understand that all of these things require effort. All of these things require energy. All of these things require bandwidth. All of these things require us, our brains working and calculating and remembering and processing. Like it's all, it's all work, and so that's another reason why we definitely must allow room in our lives for self-care, uh, whatever that means for you. Because if not, we, you, I, everyone, we will be depleted. Okay, batteries don't just recharge themselves. Even the rechargeable batteries need to, well, how do you recharge a battery? Like you plug it in, you put it into the little thing, little thing let it rest as it recharges or whatever. I ain't never had rechargeable batteries. I'm just imagining that's how it goes. <laughs> but you got to plug it into something, allow it to rest and allow it to build back up. Okay. In my case, I have to unplug from certain things for me to recharge. But here we go. So um, that is what I did for self-care. Baked bread, stayed in the bed. Repeat. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go ahead and talk about self-care. Let's go ahead and talk about humanity. Let's talk about all the things, okay? If you hear my pages flipping, it's because, again, I journaled about this and I wanna make, I wanna do my best to address certain issues that I was either processing or that I feel was important to talk about, okay? So, um, what led me to this? I was thinking about recovering our humanity, recovering our humanity. You know, our humanity was stripped away. That's not a surprise. I'm not telling you anything new. Our humanity was stripped away. And for me, self-care, a part of that looks like me acknowledging my humanity, reclaiming that human humanity that, um, was stripped away from me, that was stripped away from our ancestors, um, because that's important, okay? And so I was thinking about recovering our humanity and reclaiming our humanity, and which led me to the question of like, is, is this the foundation of self-care? Like to practice self-care is step number one in recognizing your humanity. That was what I was asking myself. Is self-care step number one uh, in recognizing our humanity? not going to necessarily answer that question today because again I just want to talk about humanity 
So you might be wondering like, well, what is humanity? That was one of the questions that I had. I knew how to define it, but I went to the dictionary. I knew how to define it for me, okay? But I went to the dictionary because I always like to go to the source. And interesting enough, the definition of humanity is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. According to this reference, it was five words. The state of being human, okay? Surprise, surprise. Humanity, uh, one of the definitions is the state of being human. Now, that word being instantly jumped out at me. And I'm going to tell you why later on, if I remember, <laughs> as I go through this podcast, um, that word being is very important. Okay. So it's a state of being human. And that led me to question, well, what the, what does it mean to be human? Okay. What does it mean to be human? So again, I went to the source, um, but their definitions weren't really what I was looking for. The definitions were like something about a biped, you know, people that walk on two feet or human or like uh, we walk on two legs and had some other characteristics. But I was like, let me define for me some ways that I feel like it means to like what it feels like to be human to me or like what I think it means to be human. And your definition is probably going to vary a bit from what I believe it to be. But a few of the things that jumped out at me as I was journaling was, for me, uh, the definition of being human is like having an awareness or consciousness, um, the ability to ponder my existence or my purpose, um, to have a soul, to have feelings, et cetera, et cetera. I also want to define what it means to be human by what I don't feel it is, if that makes sense, right? So being human is not exclusive to people that have certain privileges, okay? So it's not exclusive to people that, for example, can or have the choice or have a, have a say in uh, getting married or not getting married, it's not exclusive to people that have children or don't have children. It's not exclusive to people that speak a certain language. Like if English is your first language, or excuse me, if English is not your first language, my bad, um, we know that countless times your humanity is pushed to the side, okay? So it's not exclusive to people that speak a certain language. It's not exclusive to people that have the ability, for example, to read or have the ability to write. It's not exclusive to people that fit a certain mold, that have a certain body type that looks, that is accepted in society as what we should all quote unquote aspire to or having a body that has a certain capability or can be used in a certain type of way. Um, it's not for a specific person that has tons of money, that has access to all these resources and privileges and luxuries or specific rights that others do not. Like those things are not like how I define humanity. Does that make sense? And if you look at that thing or look at that, look at that list, it's like a lot of us don't meet all these things. We're black, we're women, we come from different backgrounds. A lot of us were raised in broken homes. 
Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of different things going on and you know what they are. I don't need to rehash them, but could you imagine that because we don't fit these specific narratives that our humanity is not valued, it's not respective? Yeah, of course you can, right? Of course you can imagine because that's what we are dealing with right now. It's what we've been dealing with for the last X amount of years. There are systems of oppression in, in place that have like established and, <clears throat> excuse me, enforced these boundaries or these, these, I'll just use boundaries or these boxes, I guess, if you will, of what it means to be human and who has the right to this humanity, who has the right to have their humanity honored, who has the right to have their humanity valued, who has the right to have their humanity acknowledged in the world, okay? Typically privileged people. And we all have different privileges, don't get me wrong, okay? Uh, but typically, this this humanity is honored for people that fit into specific boxes. And we know that's like, that's real talk. We know that this is true, right? Um, <clears throat> so for example, now something that I've bounced back and forth with in my head, because we all have different areas where we like, like intersections. I forget the, 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 the scholar's name. It was, it's a woman who first discussed like all these intersections that we have. Like for me, I'm black. Uh, I'm a woman, I'm a mom, um, what else? I am a Christian, you know, those kind of things. <clears throat> um, for me, when it comes to honoring someone's humanity, the biggest thing that I've had a problem with for my entire life, minus the last, since I've been doing the podcast, um, and something that I'm still learning and leaning into is just, I've had to come to terms with my intersections and my like colonized conditioning and belief systems and things like that, that were shaped as my life unfolded is feeling like things are very black and white. We all have different biases, right? So feeling like, well, this person's bad because they look like X, Y, Z. This person, or I shouldn't say bad. Let me. I'm talking about humanity. This person's human humanity, excuse me, should not be honored because they look like X, Y, Z. This person's humanity should not be honored because they do X, Y, Z. This person's humanity is not ex like honored or or valuable because they don't do X, Y, Z. Like we all have these different, I guess rationales and logic based on, again, our conditioning and beliefs and things like that. And so that's something that I have really been doing my best to, to unpack and unlearn. And I'm still doing this work, y'all. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I have to say that three times. You can hear me. And I have done and said some things that were just like ridiculous. I've talked about this before. And how I've had to go back and apologize if I could, um, you know, just different things. I've, I've talked about it in previous episodes, but it's like the conditioning is just, it's so harmful and it's so hard and it's so toxic, right? And so 
there's just so much for me to still learn and there's still so much for me to explore and there's still so much for me to unpack when it comes to me specifically being able and willing to honor the humanity of everyone, honor the humanity of everyone, especially black women. Okay. Cause I'm talking about black women. So I want to keep it centered and, and focused here as we have this conversation. So if you're like struggling or if you've ever struggled and you're like, why is it so hard? It's like, keep in mind that you are, you're relearning and I guess resetting your mindset or resetting your belief system after years and years and years of conditioning and years and years and years of either people or life or people in authority or whatever saying that this is what it's supposed to be. But I feel like life, we're, we are definitely supposed to take instruction and to learn, but I feel like also life is meant for us to explore and to to question, to question things and not be robotic about everything and just take everything as just so, like every single thing is like so black and white, right? So that's, that's where I am right now. And that might be where you are too, right? Um, so that leaves us to question like, how do we honor our humanity? How do we explore our humanity? What does it mean for us to be to be human. Uh, let me go through my notes here really, really quickly. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break right here. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of black representation in media. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. 
Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. All right, so I want to give you some questions to ponder this week. As again, we talk about our humanity and what it means to be human. Um, Two questions. The first question is, how do you define humanity on your own terms? Not based on what I said, but like, what is humanity for you? What does it mean to you or for you to be human? Okay, that's the first question. Second question I want you to kind of think about is, was there ever a time in your life, um, could be recently, could have been yesterday, could have been five years ago, whatever. Has there ever or was there ever a time in your life where you resisted acknowledging someone else's humanity? And that's a tough question, right? Has there ever been a time where you resisted acknowledging someone else's humanity? Now, here's a side note. I believe it to be true that we can see a little bit of ourselves in the people that we meet if we are empathetic. Okay, Um, empathy is a it's like a connector. It's a way for connection. It's a way for community. It's a way for relationships with one another. Um, Coincidentally, Johnny Depp, speaking of um, like seeing a little bit of ourselves in each other. So I saw a painting or I guess Johnny Depp paints, you know, Johnny Depp, the dude from uh, 21 Jump Street. If you're old school like me or uh, what movie was he in? Nightmare on Elm Street or 21 Jump Street. I just said that. (laughs) Or um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp. I guess he's an artist as well. I know that he plays instruments, but I didn't know that he was uh, like a painter. And so I saw some of the paintings that he did. And I promised you on everything, his paintings, at least the ones that I saw, and I only saw maybe like three or four of them. I swear I saw parts of him in those photos. Like, I'm like, "Mm, his smile kind of looks like that or his eyes kind of look like that. I saw parts of Johnny Depp in these paintings that he did of other people. He did a painting of like, I think it was uh, Lenny Kravitz. 
who else was it? I can't remember, y'all. Honestly, if you Google it, I'm sure you can find it. And to me, I saw parts of him in those photos, even though he was drawing other people. And I found that to be to be interesting. And so, again, I believe that we see a little bit of ourselves in like all the people that we meet, especially if we're we're in we have the capacity to be empathetic. And so these things that you resisted, going back to that second question about like what things did you resist in other people, these things that you resisted, I want you to write out or think about um, like a small list, write out a small list. And if you can make amends, great. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but at minimum, I want you to work on forgiving yourself, okay? Because we have to be able to release those things. Because those things that you are still holding on to, those things that you resisted about others, like those are things that you're also, you're limiting yourself to, okay? And so if we can, at minimum, work on forgiving ourselves and committing to doing better, of course, like we have to have that part too. We have to be committed to doing better. We have to commit to to being a a better human, right? and it's not easy because healing requires work. And this is a part of the work. This is the part of healing, being able to acknowledge and then release. That's a part of the work. That is a part of healing. That is a part of the journey. Um, as you explore your thoughts behind the resistance and begin to appreciate the humanity in others, you know, I feel like the safer you will feel about honoring the humanity within you. Because again, if we see ourselves in other people and you start to do that work of either making amends or and definitely just reprogramming your mind, reprogramming your shifting your mindset about those beliefs that you have about honoring other people's humanity, even if they don't look like you, sound like you, talk like you, walk like you, all those things it's going to make it easier for us to honor and see the humanity within ourselves. Does that make sense? I hope so. <laughs> so remember when I'm going back through my notes here, I mentioned um, being, B-E-I-N-G, right? For the last maybe year or two, and I guess I can say officially as of January of 2022, even though I have been thinking about it um, before January 2022, I have been wondering about this whole sense of being and what it means to be, right? And um, I came up with this framework, y'all. I came up with this framework. And I I wanna share this with you. I'm not really gonna go into it too much, but I do wanna share this framework with you. Let me find it here very quickly. And while I'm doing this, um, let me say that obviously like, I guess I have to make this disclaimer, which is will honoring your humanity mean that suddenly the systems of oppression will no longer exist? Obviously not, (laughs) but I have to make sure that I say that because I want to make it clear that as I'm having these conversations, as you and I are having this dialogue and I'm bringing different, like my perspective or, you know, thoughts to the table about self-care and humanity and like all these things, I want to make sure that I make it clear that I don't feel like just because we quote unquote 
do all the healing and all that stuff that that means that these systems are just going to immediately be torn down they're going to be stopped they're going to be burned to the ground like that's just not how the world works and i definitely understand that right so of course not these systems have been around for a kajillion years and they are thriving and we know that but i do believe that it will make room for I feel like it'll make more room or make room for more support of each other. It'll make room for more, more healing. It'll make more room for love, not only for ourselves, but also love for our community, healing for our community, support for our community, all of those wonderful, juicy, good things. Um, because obviously, as they say, none of us are truly free um, until all of us are freaking free, right? And so this to me is like a small but powerful step in that direction. So again, I realize that the systems are not going to be ripped from the hinges. I, I get that. But I do think this is a step in the direction of all that. And I do that. It, I do believe that it can help us as we move forward towards just total community liberation. Does that make sense? All right. So remember when I gave you that definition about humanity let me go back to that it was five words and humanity according to the dictionary is the state of being human b-e-i-n-g so i created this framework and i've been working on this framework <laughs> honestly off and on for like the last i want to say maybe six months okay i've been working on this framework as far as like just jotting down ideas here and there about what it means to just be. And so I love that humanity is defined with the word being actually in it because for me, being is probably the hardest part of humanity, in my opinion. Just being. We are wired, thanks to just everything that's been going on, we're wired to produce we are wired to consume we are wired to just i think i've said enough about that like consume and produce are like the biggest things that i can think of we're wired or conditioned to do these things and of course we add value to that right or the world adds value to this it says oh you're valuable because um you have produced xyz this week here's your check or you're valuable because um i don't know you you are able to do xyz like we're just conditioned to consume we are conditioned to produce right so when you think about being it's to me the complete opposite of consumerism it's the complete opposite of um producing Okay, being allows you to kind of like tap in, if that makes sense. And I think it's a really big, big part of self-care. And so, like I said, for the last six months, I've kind of been chewing on and I know my friends are sick of me, like <laughs> because I will just kind of like mull things over and over and over. And that's also um, first of all, it's a part of how my brain works. Of course, I'm a I guess I'm a thinker. Or maybe, I don't know, I feel like I'm a thinker. Um, but also a part of me still, as I work on just my confidence and work on my uh, self-worth, sometimes I don't think that what I'm doing is enough. 
that's real talk. And I know I talk to you about your worth and, you know, honoring yourself and your value and, 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 and all those beautiful things. I know that I do, but I still have to do that for myself too. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so thankful for the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast is because not only am I talking with you, I'm talking to myself too. These are reminders for me too. They're reminders for me. Hearing myself say these things on a regular basis because we know that words have power. We've talked about that before. We know that words have power. Um, Hearing myself say these things over and over It helps me to rewire my brain. It helps me to put things into practice that are going to um, allow me to just bloom. And so, you know, being is a part of that. So I wanted to tell you what my framework is for being. Again, I'm not going to necessarily talk about it at super, super length. Let me see if I have my notes here. Mm have a part of the breakdown, but I don't have what each thing really represents. So I'm going to do this kind of like off the cuff if I need to, but let me break down this framework. Okay. So being B E I N G. The B stands for body. The E stands for environment. The I stands for identity. N stands for needs. And then G stands for God. Okay, and I love that the G is at the base of this because we know that our foundations, at least for me and for other followers or, you know, of God, um, we know that God is like the foundation of it all. We know that God is like the support of it all. God is the base of all of this stuff, right? And I'll talk about that, that G in a second, but I want to give you a semi short kind of sort of kind of. Uh, breakdown on being. This is again a work in progress. It will flow, it will ebb, it will change, it will evolve. But for now, I feel fairly comfortable talking about this framework that again, (laughs) I have been mulling over for the last at least six months. If you saw the notes app on my phone, You'd be like, girl, when are you going to start talking about this? Let's talk about this, this idea of being. And it's just like, I just haven't felt confident and comfortable in it yet. Right? So again, I'm still, I'm a, I'm a WIP. I'm a work in progress. So B for body. Again, I don't have my notes, but from what I remember, the B stands for, and again, this framework is a way for you to allow yourself to exist, allow yourself to just be, okay, without feeling like you need to produce or feeling like your value is on your, how much you consume, how much you um, people please, how much you produce, like all those things. So B is for body. And what things can we do for our body? That could be anything from the foods that we eat to moving our bodies. Um, what else did I put? Drinking the water. You know what? I got to get my notes. Hold on for one quick second. I'm going to pause this really quick. Okay, I am back. And it probably seemed like just a second, but I promise you it was a couple of minutes. (laughs) So let me go ahead and give you a more proper breakdown of these things. So again, body, B-E-I-N-G. Body, environment, identity, needs, and God. All right. So B, some of the notes that I have here, and I'm not going to give you every single thing, but for B, I have... Um, things like body acceptance, uh, the foods we eat, going more natural ish, 
Um, for me, that's that looks like making my own foods because I know that it's healthier. It's um, sustainable products. It's cleaner products. It's moving our bodies, getting sun, being still. It's grounding. It's breathing. All of those things. Um, did I say body acceptance? I think I did, but in case not, put that in there too. That's body. That's one of the ways that we um, can be. Uh, then the E is for environment. Some of the notes that I have here are uh, safe spaces to live, safe spaces to work, having a clean space, having a decluttered and organized space, um, the people that we allow into our spaces, where we are, where we live, those kind of things. So your environment, that's a way to be. Um, I is for identity. Some of those things are um, our values, um, excuse me, our values, how you see yourself, who you are, things that you do, your mindsets, things like that. That's a way to be. Um, then your needs. And now when I talk about needs, I'm talking more so of like just our our everyday needs, our everyday human rights. Okay. I'm talking about liberation. I'm talking about community, um, those kind of things. Right. So that's what I have for in for needs. And then G for God. Again, I'm a follower. I don't really say anymore that I'm a Christian, but sometimes I do because I know it's easier to just kind of connect with that. But, um, when I say God, for me, it's God, but I know that everyone doesn't have the same beliefs that I do. So when I talk about God, um, you may, replace that with like spirituality. Um, I feel like creativity is connected to God. So I put creativity under there. Um, just having a relationship with my creator, that is what I have for G, for God. All right. So again, body, environment, and that's the way to be connecting with my creator. So body, environment, identity needs God. Does that make sense? So that's the framework. And, um, I am really going to be doing what I can to continue this discussion or to bring more to the forefront in regards to just allowing ourselves to be. I don't think that for body, I, did I say rest? I'm not sure if I did. I don't have to go through all my notes, but um, that's another one. You know, things that are restorative. Sorry, y'all, my phone. All those things are what I feel like, at least for now, is um, a simple, easy, digestible way for us to think about uh, being in relation to honoring our wellness, honoring our humanity, honoring just our healing journey. Does that make sense? So I'm going to be talking more about this framework um, of being, but I just wanted to release that because, again, something I've been processing for quite some time now and I have not had the opportunity really to bring it to the forefront and I want to because I feel like it is something that can be helpful. I feel like it's something that can be a part of our healing journeys and um, if you can remember that you're a human being and then think about those five, let's call them pillars, if you will, those five pillars of being, again, body, environment, identity, needs, and God. Like if you're feeling some kind of way, if you're feeling off, if you feel like you're struggling, you know, because sometimes I do struggle. It's like, oh, I'm either feeling really blah or um, something like something is just not feeling like it's connecting. Does that make sense? And I'm not necessarily talking about uh, 
I guess, like a major thing like depression, which it could still fall under these things. But I do feel like for major things, definitely, without a doubt, like seek help, seek um, a therapist, uh, a, a doctor, things like that. Okay. But for just, I guess, the, the day-to-day kind of like where you're just not really feeling like you're connecting, you feel like you're doing all the things, you feel like your your self-worth is just like plummeting, you feel like, um, like you don't know how to value yourself or what that looks like. I feel like something on this list in the state of being is probably off kilter and it's something that you can probably address in a way that works for you. So maybe it could look like moving your body more. Maybe it can look like being in community with people more. Maybe it can look like um, thinking about what mindset shifts are needed in your life. It could be, you know, reconnecting with your creator. It could be, um, you know, just one of those things, several of those, or excuse me, or several of those things um, that need to be looked at, or I shouldn't say need, but, you know, are begging to be explored or begging to be looked at and to be dialed in, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's the framework. Y'all, I feel like I have a book in me (laughs) at some point that is going to maybe break these things down. I'm not sure, but at minimum, I do know that without a doubt, I want to start having guests on the show that can address some of these pillars and like a a small slice of these pillars. So maybe, well, I have a small list actually that I am um, kind of working on. So we'll see. Some of these people are like authors and things like that. And so it's hard for me to reach out sometimes because I'm still, sometimes I still struggle with, okay, you want to reach out to this person but they're this quote unquote big person, you know what I mean? And you just have this quote unquote small podcast. Sometimes that's what I tell myself. Yeah, absolutely. I still struggle with self-worth from time to time. I still struggle with self-confidence, right? Uh, So I really want to get out of that. (laughs) And I want to be bold. I want to be bold in this way. So I'm going to be sending out invitations uh, by email to some of the women on my list that I would love to have on the podcast that can dive into some of these things so that we can continue, excuse me, so that we can continue um, the exploration of this healing work and the unpacking of all these conditioned or all these harmful mindsets and and things we've been conditioned to expect or conditioned to believe or conditioned to do um, that are in opposition of our liberation or are and are in operation of in opposition of excuse me like our humanity okay so that's that on that y'all I I feel like I did a lot of stuttering in this episode and I'm not sure why. Um, And the old Brie would go back and be like, let me delete this. Yes, it's 42 minutes, y'all. Let me delete this. Let me go back. This is not good enough. This is not perfect. This is whatever. Listen, 
no, <laughs> I'm not doing that, right? <laughs> um, I can honestly say I did the best that I could. And because I can say that, like this is the best I can give right now. So because of that, this is what I'm gonna give, right? Um, our work doesn't have to be perfect. Our labor doesn't have to be perfect um, in order to be valuable, in order to be worth something, in order to be good, right? And that is just not true. It's just not true. So in honor of my humanity, in honor of my self-worth, in honor of the fact that um, what I am able to offer in this time right now as I'm recording this is the best that I can do, I'm going to release it. I'm going to make this is the podcast episode. This is it. (laughs) So again, this is another way that... um, the harmful narratives come in and say, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. You need to do better. You need to go harder. You need to do more. Like just all these systems and cycles, y'all. It's just, I remember when I said before how it's just exhausting, even the little small things that you don't really notice, like the microaggressions, like these small little things every single day that just kind of like chip away and chip away and chip away at our, our worth and our esteem and like all those things that say we're not good enough. Like all of those things can be a detraction to your humanity, right? But not on my watch. (laughs) That was a super dramatic pause. Not on my watch. We are resisting the, all of that stuff. Okay. So what I'm able to bring to the table today is my best for now. And that's what I'm, that's what it's giving. That's it. (laughs) So that is actually it for this week's episode. Um, you know what? Let me run through those questions again really, really quickly. I'm going to close this journal and go back to the other one. So in case you needed me to repeat kind of like the ponderings for this week, where are those questions? In regards to recovering our humanity, some questions to ponder. The first one is, how do you define humanity for yourself? Like in your own words, what does it mean to be human? Okay. Uh, the next question was, was there ever a time that you resisted acknowledging someone else's humanity? What did that look like? What did that look like? What did that feel like? Okay. And the reason why I want you to do this is because I want you to connect with your humanity, humanity, excuse me. Um, and also release that part of you that is still hanging on to the fact that there was a time when you maybe oppressed someone else or, you know, stepped over someone else's humanity, right? I think we've all done harm one way or another at some point in our lives. And it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to acknowledge that. I think that when we acknowledge it, it, it puts us in a place where we can just say, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm, I'm going to do better at this, right? I'm still learning. Like it allows for forgiveness and it allows for awareness and it allows for growth and you can move forward. And as you do that and you start to um, connect with other people, you'll have more empathy for other people and that what you are showing to others, you also bring into yourself, if that makes sense. So that's the point of this exercise. If you have any questions, you can email me at um, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T at browngirlselfcare.com. So my friends, that is it for this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, like I said before, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. In the meantime, have a blessed week 
and I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.